0: outwit outplay outpod the podcast where fire takes represent your life i'm isaac i'm kayla and we're here to talk about survivor season 44 episode 6 survivor with a capital s kayla the tribe has spoken but we have not what is your fire take from this week's episode
1: My fire take is that there is definitely something hidden in that little voting confessional in that chessboard somewhere. Don't tell me that there's not a hidden immunity idol in there. I know it's there for an unwitting castaway.
0: And specifically, like, you're talking about that close-up of the dragon
1: Why were we zooming in on the dragon so much?
0: (laughs) It was weird because there wasn't even a survivor interacting with it. It was purely just like a the cameraman is going to randomly zoom in on this dragon thing
1: and of all things like and it's been the chessboard for a bunch of weeks they've it's been the over the shoulder shot looking down of them on the chessboard maybe a couple chess pieces here and there there's been no attention paid to this dragon ahead of time but it would make the chess motif kind of make sense and also be what a just bizarre shot to pick if you're the survivor producer like why would you pick that if not to tip off the audience?
0: Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of want to go back to Old tribals. I assume that the dragon is new and that it wasn't there. And they were like saving to reveal the dragon, which may be tied to an idol or something until we hit merge.
1: I like that prediction. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I don't. I want to go back. Listeners, listeners, keep us honest. Have you spotted the dragon previous to this episode? I, Send I had us not.
1: an email
0: yeah, send us an email. The <laughs> inbox is wide open for you. No concerns about Google hitting our, our storage limit or anything in terms of data. Uh, yeah, send those takes over. Um, I love it. Okay, my fire take is that Josh made the merge.
1: Say more words.
0: Josh made the merge. This whole BS since season 41 where Jeff is like, these days you have to earn your spot in the merge. The merge happens when there were multiple tribes and and then there's one tribe and you know how, you know, there's one tribe because they all go to tribal council and they all vote and they vote someone out. That is the merge. There's no more of this earning the merge stuff. And, and Jeff basically apologizes for the confusion about it at the challenge. He's like, he says, you know, you no longer have team immunity, but you also don't have individual immunity ha ha and then they like divvy up into two tribes and you're just in this liminal space where you don't feel like they've allowed you to hit the merge and yet you know you you might as well be effectively you are at the merge and here's the proof point if jeff jeff if if you're if you're mad at me right now after hearing this little take what do you what did you tell josh at the end of this episode you said the tribe has spoken one tribe one tribe jeff says it at the end of the episode
1: the tribe tribe is singular
0: the merge already occurred the other thing this does is it steals the joy of the drop your buffs moment where jeff announces it to everyone drop your buffs (laughs) yeah you just get it in like a little note that they read independently it's not as dramatic i am anti-earning your spot in the merge sorry jeff Great, which great. takes us, which takes us now. Uh, we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna kick it to you for the recap in a second here, but we want to give a little teaser, folks. We're gonna keep it efficient with our recap of today's episode, so we can carve out a little bit more time for what we're gonna call Merge Madness. We know it's April, but it's never too late for a little bit of Merge Madness. We're gonna look ahead and make some predictions. We're gonna have a special edition of Survivors on the Move where we give you our power rankings through the end of the season. And Kayla, I think we might we might have to set some stakes for this one. There might have to be a little something-something on the line with who is more accurate with their predictions for how this Season 44 plays out. Heard it here
1: first. Your hosts are going head-to-head head in a little head competition of our own.
0: Will the podcast survive the competition? Who knows? Uh, but with that, we have an episode to recap here. So Kayla, let us know what happened.
1: Cold open Antica. With Jam Jam going in on Carolyn's Minnesota accent, bag versus bag, age-old tale. Josh is absolutely sick of them. It calls Jam Jam and Carolyn ridiculous and chaotic and says that he's ready to get off the island. Cuts to Soka. Danny's there opening tree mail. Little Parchment says drop your buff. So... Isaac's point we get it there and a boat is waiting to take them to their new home we see a little bit of Matt and Franny doing their thing not much going on um, at Ratu but that's okay and we basically head to tribal or not to tribal we basically go to the challenge Jeff's there two mats drawing for teams of six winning six go to tribal and vote but can't be voted for, losing six go to tribal, and are on the chopping block. Here's how it breaks down. One team, Brandon, Carolyn, Carson, Franny, Matt, Jamie. Second team, Danny, Heidi, Kane, Lauren, Jam Jam, Josh. Honestly, pretty stacked team on both ends, but unfortunately, the team with Danny, Heidi, Kane, Jam Jam, Josh, Josh, Lauren, are headed to tribal. Um, Back at camp on the beach for the first time. Everyone's meeting each other. Big cast. We see where the allegiances lie. Um, Immediately, Josh can't get his story straight. Does he have an idol? Does he not? No one knows. Jam Jam is out in the cold. Very few alliances and absolutely gunning for Josh. Kane hears that his name is like a whisper in the wind. Because Carson tips him off and starts to panic a little, but kind of keeps it cool. It could be anyone's game heading into Tribal council. We get there, a little bit of chatter. It's actually pretty tight between Josh and Jam Jam with a few votes thrown onto Kane for spice. But Jeff ultimately snuffs Josh's torch and he goes home with a fake idol in his pocket.
0: Two Tribes Became One, whether you think that occurred at the beginning of the episode or the end depends on whether your name is Jeff Probst. Why don't we start right off the bat with a little pre-merge social strategy conversation. Kayla, you threw this one on our shared outline here. What did you want to dig into?
1: So, I really enjoyed how... Carson just came clean. He said, listen, there was an idol at some point. I can't use it anymore. I'm no longer a threat. Um, And that just, I feel like, opened the door to an entire conversation on, do you disclose? Do you not? I feel like this is a point where if you're gonna, if you have something on your heart, this is a time when people would be open to it. But at the same time, I can hear an argument where, oh, do you want to give people a sour taste in their mouth about you before you're meeting a whole new group of castaways for the first time? But I thought Carson just executed that so tactfully, and I kind of thought that Josh could benefit from the same kind of move because he didn't know what he was going into, already had tenuous relationships with Jam Jam and Carolyn that, like, maybe he wanted to put forward, maybe he couldn't. But instead of having to bring this lie... Into the new tribe, he could have said, Listen, I the idol's fake. You're right. It was made out of tree mail. And the worst thing he is is a liar, but he doesn't have that target of idol on his back.
0: Yeah, a real study in contrast between how Josh and Carson handle the situation. Carson comes clean about an idol that he knows he's no longer going to be able to use, which is perfect because it doesn't matter anymore. He doesn't need to maintain an element of surprise. And, but at the same time, he can divulge some information that even though it's inconsequential, it gives him a little more trust with the people he's heading into the merge with. So I think he played that perfectly. Josh is just, I mean, he lies to some people. He doesn't lie to others. I sense no justification whatsoever for whom he chooses to lie to and who he tells the truth. Um, You know, he benefits to some degree that people don't appear to listen to Carolyn, especially, or Jam Jam, I guess, who have incredibly obvious, evident proof that Josh does not have an idol. Um, ultimately, I guess it does kind of benefit Josh. At least he got them to, like, split the vote in targeting him by th- by making people think that he had an idol. But, but yeah, I mean, you said it last episode— Josh was aging like milk, and and he expired this episode, and it was not pretty. It was not pretty to watch. It was tough. Why don't we move along to the showman's then? You mentioned it briefly. Basically, what do we get here? We got clearly feelings have only grown. We got a little hand holding in the shelter, a which was hand cute. Holding. We've gone from hug to hand holding. Matt, I thought it was really cute how Matt's like, "I'm not gonna pick you if I win a reward." That's
1: exactly. I was like my heart Matt I was like you're going full like first grade I am giving you a chocolate milk in the lunch line I was like I love it I love your energy Matt
0: (laughs) so wholesome yeah it was really cute I I there wasn't we didn't get to see much conversation indicating whether it's public common knowledge everyone knows that Matt and Franny are connected like this or whether that's like only Soka really knows I don't know. Do you think? It makes me
1: think if they've dialed it back. Like, I kind of think it's more low key than it was in those initial couple episodes. And if they're able to pull that off, like, I think this could be the thing that flips our rankings on its head in the end.
0: Yeah, if they keep it on the DL, I mean, the cat's already out of the bag with Soka. So if we get to a point where Soka has to sort of cannibalize itself, I could see their relationship becoming a liability and then may, maybe them sort of being seen as being on the bottom of Soka, since people don't want, let, want to let a couple advance too far in the game. But for now, I mean, I would say they're moving up in my rankings simply because they're not as out there lovey-dovey even, even while the audience gets these little glimpses into their budding romance.
1: That's a little treat.
0: So that brings us to the challenge here, which I found to be like, um, again, not challenge people, but I found it to be more compelling than most. I thought the most interesting thing, of course, was like Carson, like putting this puzzle together like it was nothing. We get the flashback where they show like pre-show Carson, like putting together the exact same puzzle that he created with a 3D printer. But it was like, oh my gosh, it was stunning. I almost wish I could just see raw footage of it instead of the edited footage Because I'm pretty sure he, like, probably put that thing together in less than two minutes as the other tribe just struggled helplessly.
1: Isaac, I'm cracking up because what I wanted to talk about here, he said, have you seen the 3D printer of it all? And I'm like, did you see them put that boulder on their back? (laughs) Like... (laughs) <laughs> giant rock! I was like, that's the whole thing I want to talk about. Survivor cast 44. If you ever listen to this immaculate, beautiful, I commend you all. You are athletes, Olympians, like you all work together to get that massive heavy ball over that thing. And I was like, you all look great. You're killing it. Like, I just want to applaud them all because that looked so hard and scaling that wall. And I'm like, I feel like we have a pretty cast of survivors left with us right now and I feel like the athleticism was just on peak last episode I had to give it to them I was like they ate it
0: that's a good call you're right they're like folks are like pretty ready to go for these challenges I I wonder if the producers ever considered scaling back any of the more injury prone aspects of challenges after they got to injury evacs. because my thing with the boulder like I could barely watch because it was I was waiting for someone to be crushed. I mean Carolyn gets hit with the opposing team's one. I thought you as they it. were putting it above their heads if it' sh- if the weight of it shifted and you weren't prepared, like that's just gonna flatten someone so. <laughs> I, I, like, the reason I didn't bring it up is because I thought it was so dangerous as to be, like, I almost wasn't comfortable watching it. I was just waiting for the other <laughs> shoe to drop. Someone's going to get crushed.
1: I'm excited to get the emergency department. It's going yeah. nowhere good. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> i wonder if i was competing i like had would have had half a mind to be like jeff like are you sure like two of our compatriots have already been taken out and now you're asking me to put this 150 pound boulder above my head no thanks sir all right challenge enough with the challenge the weird two tribe one tribe challenge whatever it is uh I have a note here, and it just says, listen to Carolyn. And honestly, this note could be in every single episode that we've seen so far. We saw Danny and Brandon ignore her at their little journey feast. Now she presents clear evidence as a member of the winning tribe that Josh's idol is fake. And it's just like the, the the speed at which her comments are dismissed. Like, I understand if if I were in that merge feast... I would still potentially feel like it was safer to assume Josh had an idol, but still like Carolyn says something and like, it's people are already moving. They, they're looking, they look at her as she's speaking. And I just see in their eyes that they're like, Oh gosh, like what's she going to say? And when she's done talking, they're ready to pivot in the conversation in a totally different direction.
1: A hundred percent. And she always, she always has the facts. Like, um, she always ha- she's great instincts. I think she genuinely has great instincts um, and struggles to <sighs> immerse herself in very, like, typical social situations where everybody totally has a mask on and is, like, trying, really posturing, trying to be the best version of themselves. And I think Carolyn only has herself. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're, which reminds me of that scene where they sort of... Everyone's just doing, like, polite small talk and being friendly when everyone comes together on the beach. And the way in which they edit it suggests that, like... like And Carolyn says, like, she really struggles with these sort of, like, empty social graces moments. She's not really feeling it. Her social battery is pretty small. And for that... Re- and I think it just makes the transitions hard for her. Like, we've seen yes, Carolyn... I agree. We've seen her be a, like prove herself as a very capable social player, but I think the new environment is like pretty jarring. Hopefully, she's now over the hump, but I don't know. And I guess that maybe takes us to tribal. I don't think that a lot interesting happened at Tribal. But maybe, do we want to, like, give the audience, in case they missed it, a quick, like, recap of the voting and how that played out?
1: Yep, let's get the vote camp. So, vote to count. So, our options were Jam Jam, Josh, and Kane. So, on Jam Jam, we have Josh, Brandon, Kane. I feel like that says a lot, but we can come back to it. Josh. We have Jamie, Franny, Lauren, Carson, Danny, Heidi, and Jam jam. And on Kane, just Carolyn.
0: Just Carolyn. I mean, how worry, like how much does that worry you, Kayla?
1: My heart absolutely sank to the point where I rewound. we rewound the episode because I was like, No, someone else must have put the vote on Kane because that just shows that she didn't get the most up-to-date information. Like she was there in the middle of the day when it was like definitely Kane. And to me, nobody thought to update her, which just like breaks my heart.
0: So here's what I hope. I think that like Jam Jam and Carolyn I'm now seeing is pretty tight. I think they've made nice and they're they're a duo again. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that Jam Jam was not necessarily aware of the fact that other people who he was voting with were using him, Jam Jam, as the plan B vote in case Josh played an idol. And so I think other people told Jam Jam that Kane was going to be the plan B. And for that reason, Jam Jam told that to Carolyn. And so Carolyn voted for the fake plan B, essentially, like Jam Jam was deceived. He did vote for Josh. He was deceived into thinking that just in case Josh has an idle vote would be Kane when really it was him. Him. So I'm, I'm like hoping that that means that the information track, like it isn't as blatant a divide where Carolyn is on the outs as the vote counts would suggest. I think it's more a function of her relationship to Jam Jam and people strategically not telling Jam Jam that he was the plan B vote. Mostly I'm just twisting myself in knots because I don't want Carolyn to be at the bottom of of this new merged tribe.
1: I'm so scared, honestly. Especially because, like, she's she's carrying the show. Like, entertainment-wise, I'm like, Carolyn, I'm looking forward to you every episode. This is a biased podcast. It's a podcast with people. Like, we love Carolyn over here. So I'll be sad to see her go. And the Jam yeah. Jam vote, I think it's equally as concerning, though, because Brandon, that really sticks out. His entire tribe... Is basically aligned against Josh, and he didn't vote with them.
0: I think that my hope is that Brandon was in on the plan, or not necessarily my hope. I don't love Brandon, but I think he was probably in on the plan, and they had mutually agreed to put the vote. And yeah, they had mutually Brandon and Brandon and Kane, I think, had agreed to make Jam Jam the back back backup vote. So I hope, I think, if I'm reading this right, it does not indicate a division. The other thing is like Brandon didn't like Kane. At one point we saw him wanting to target Kane and make Kane the back the backup vote or the main mm-hmm. vote. So the fact that he didn't vote for Kane and instead voted for Jam Jam suggests to me that he is in on he was in on the larger plan. Because if he was just on an island unto himself, he would have voted for Kane, which is what he wanted to do initially.
1: I don't know. I would always just want to be the one being like, Caleb, hey, put your vote on the big group. Like, I feel like it's even telling the people they select to put their oh. votes on the person who is, like, the pity because now you, let's say they stay, like, Jam Jam's still here and we're back at camp and it's like, oh, now we're twisting. Who put Brandon and Kane? Brandon and Kane are the ones who put their vote on you and now you have to do some potential explaining later in the game about how and why this happened and maybe people won't be so forgiving.
0: That's it's fair. That's fair. I don't know. Now... The flip side, I guess, is that they didn't vote for Josh, but I guess Josh isn't on the jury, right? Josh, Josh isn't, on, isn't the on the jury. Mm-mm. Ah, okay. So yeah, voting for Josh was not; wouldn't lead to bad consequences for you later when he was potentially on the jury, but he wasn't on the jury. Okay. Yeah, this shit is kind of complicated. Like, the reason I felt like we needed to discuss this was because I was like, hmm, this is complicated, but I don't have any clear takes except emergent concern for Carolyn in the game. I agree. Which brings us to Survivors on the Move. And why don't we start with Carolyn, because I feel like there's things to note here. We have largely, Kayla, to this point, talked about Carolyn being underestimated as an advantage to her favor. In this post-merge world, I'm starting to worry that she is so heavily underestimated and so excluded that, like, I'm not sure if someone who is in that position socially in a tribe can succeed and run the table. So, I'm a little, I'm, for me, Carolyn was moving down this week.
1: I agree. I think her saving grace could be another survivor on the move, which is Carson. I think if they can get his plan underway and perhaps she makes it to the final three, kind of as Carson's number two, I think that would give her some wiggle room for people to appreciate her game in the front half if she's able to frame it effectively. Like, I I think Carson will have to be her charisma in this post-merge world. And if he covers her that way, it will give her opportunity for her strategy to shine.
0: So did you feel like Carson was moving up after this episode? Carson's
1: Carson's up. Carson's stock is
0: up. So here's... I felt Carson was moving up for most of the episode... And then I think he made his first error of the season, which was telling Kane that his name was thrown out. Kane immediately goes to Brandon and Brandon is immediately mad at Carson. My concern, like first impressions are so important. Brandon now has this really early impression of Carson that Carson ran and told someone something that a group was talking about. And if I'm Brandon and I don't have a ton to go on, Carson Carson becomes sort of like the top of my list. Now I will say, I sense that Carson was doing a little bit of damage control after that. I think when Carson acts all like frazzled and is like, I don't even know what's going on, which he did a couple of times. I'm not buying it for a second. It's a total act. (laughs) He's totally like, he's totally like, uh oh, like I'm on a couple people's radar and now I have to be really stupid. And like, he just plays dumb. And so I feel like Carson is the kind of player who corrects his mistakes so quickly. It's possible that this won't end up hurting him down the road but he he's human i think he aired this episode
1: he did air i think he aired with the right person though because i'm like i don't think brandon has the social cachet for (laughs) for it to to get too far but i also was like carson like wow but he's banking on having this like underdog alliance so interested interested to see where it goes
0: yeah agreed who else was on your radar either up or down for Survivor's on the move this week?
1: I can't say it's up or down, but we finally get Lauren and Heidi. They've gotten no screen time for basically the entirety of Survivor. I think the first time was Heidi made the fire that one time, and I can't think of any other notable moments with her. And they immediately saw each other locked eyes, and it was like, you and me, baby, to the end. Um, So I think... Again, I'm going to pull a Josh, like he had no camera time, then had all the camera time for like three episodes. So I think we might see Heidi and Lauren start to really run the tables.
0: I hope you're right. I think that Lauren and Heidi, it's interesting that a duo that clearly seems to be working together, I would say they are in 10th and 11th place in terms of the amount of camera time from the remaining cast. Like we've gotten nothing of them. And Heidi had a little featurette, but Lauren... It's getting weird. It's, it's getting, getting like, weird. it's getting really weird. We haven't had a flashback of her. We've barely had any, like, I, speaking? I no, very, barely any. I couldn't, I couldn't describe her personality for you at all. Cause we just don't have the insight.
1: That will all change soon. Hopefully. I hope she wins. I think you're right.
0: Yeah. Let the teachers um, win. <laughs> let the teachers win. Uh, the other person, last person on my list, Jamie. Jamie's down for me. Jamie, Jamie's down, down. She is so high on the fact that she was on Soka and Ratu, and uh, once again she like arrives at the beach and she's saying like, "People are stupid if they don't realize that I have more knowledge and information than anyone else in the game." And I'm like, "Really? Because you didn't pick up on Matt and Franny." basically having taken their nuptial vows with one another and you're opening up to one of them and they're immediately running to their significant other. So, and, and yeah, I'm just, and she was dead wrong on Josh. She, she, she was like, Josh definitely has an idol. So, and, and the bings, I mean, <laughs> the bings, the wand. <laughs> am I making that sound right? The bit it's, it's a B it's a bing. Yeah, okay. A bing. <laughs> I just want her to be banged out of the game. To be honest with you, I'm just gonna. Keep I her know. Red. I'm
1: like she's flying too close to the sun, and I don't know what happened. Like she it was like all good vibes, and now she's like I'm running things. And I'm like, girly pop, are you? Like <laughs> I'm not sure anybody knows that you are, and all of your major allies keep getting taken out of the game. I'm not sure that's where you want to be.
0: Yes, indeed. Um and she has a fake idol. She has a fake idol. Oh
1: my god! And she doesn't know
0: that. Matthew oh, her on days me. are
1: numbered. So sorry, her days Jamie. days are numbered.
0: We're gonna get to merge madness in just a second, but we have something potentially more exciting now. Another huge milestone any podcast hits: our first corrections to be issued. Ooh!
1: Wow! Yeah,
0: that wasn't really <laughs> excited enough, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, the good news for you, Kayla, is both of them were my fault. (laughs) Last week, I suggested as my fire take that there should be a season of Survivor called Survivor Second Chances. And guess what? There was. The premise of it differed slightly from my own. I was suggesting something where you only have folks who are medically evacuated or voted out first from their tribe. This was one where the they somehow pulled the audience about who they most wanted to see return, and then they called that season Survivor Second Chances. So the name might be taken, but I think the premise that I was pitching still, still stands. The other one, which is really egg on my face, uh, Kayla, you were dead right that Kane talked about Lord of the Rings and not just Star Wars.
1: Hmm. Music to my ears. <laughs> pretty,
0: pretty impressive for someone who is a self-professed hater of any show where pe- men run around in tights, I believe was the language you used and use magic. Um, yeah. All right. Sorry, listeners. I, you know, we, we try to maintain a little journalistic integrity on this podcast. so You can count you can count on us owning up to our mistakes after the fact uh and feel free to keep us honest send us that email at outweighedoutplayoutpod at gmail.com we'll we'll take anything (laughs) you can get even if it's just to say you were wrong you fools okay our very first special event here and i you know maybe we'll make this a thing each season Merge Madness. We know it's April, but it's never too late for a little Merge Madness, folks. But we've got some superlatives, some fun questions, and ultimately we're going to land on our power rankings for the remaining cast, where we think they're going to end up, and who's going to win the million. Uh, So why don't we start with some superlatives, Kayla? Should I walk us through these ones? Do it. Okay. First, who's going to be our challenge champ this season? Which means to me, who will win the most individual immunities?
1: gonna have to give this one to carson they've been moving more and more puzzle based and that man his 3d printer they're no joke
0: yeah i think carson is the right call if matthew were still in the game i might go him but you already said carson so let me let me pick someone else i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with danny the reason i'm gonna go with danny he's physically strong he's also small and a lot of individual immunity contests are like I think they sort of like have a weight system where it's like relative to your body weight. And I feel like as a firefighter and someone who's strong but also, you know, a little on the tinier side, he would like really have an upper hand with anything that's based around like your weight.
1: The ratios that's my guess. are where you need to be. I'll the take ratios, it. The ratios.
0: Yeah. Okay, and then the next one, wordsmith. So what I mean here is Whose dialogue will name the most episodes? And and folks who watch Survivor will probably recognize at this point, I think every episode, pretty much every episode or every episode, is just like a pull quote that is taken from someone's dialogue during the show. Before we get to predictions, Kayla, do you know which Survivor so far has the early lead and is responsible for the most titles of episodes?
1: No, I don't. I'm going to guess.
0: Yeah, please guess. Matt. So Matt does have one... But he bit. is not the leader. I'm surprised you don't. This, this is not. I, I thought you might get this one. No.
1: The,
0: the the leader in the clubhouse right now is Carolyn.
1: Uh it felt too obvious. It felt too obvious. I was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was. It was pretty. It was. It was a pretty obvious one. She. She was responsible for I'm Felicia and the third turd. Um, I'm
1: Felicia, I'm so good.
0: which. So both both are great. Matt, Matt named Matt named this episode "Survivor" with a capital S, which I have to say is a really good title for a merge episode because um, this is where Survivor heats up and it becomes the game that we all it, the the purest form of the game we all love. So I mean I'm gonna make my pick first, so you can't like box You're me right. out this time. I'm gonna say Carolyn. Carolyn, I, I know she's already up, so it's a little cheap, but like she's just always delivering with with the great one liners.
1: 100%. All, I previewed my pick. I think it's Matt. I think he's pretty witty. Like, when he gets into his describing kind of tirades, they're, they're really quite specific, and I think the producers have a lot to go.
0: Yeah. Okay, and then this one is not really superlative. Who is going to win the money from Sia? She has made a habit now of giving one, two, I think maybe last season she might have given three people a little bit of cash uh kayla any thoughts there
1: lauren give the teachers the money i know lauren's not gonna win i like feel it in my heart but i think she's a prime candidate for some zia dollars
0: yeah i respect it i i'm gonna go with jam jam i think he's probably not gonna win the whole game as long as he doesn't win the game i feel like zia has picked people who have a bright and positive personality And that's been the vibe so far. So I feel like Jam Jam is likely. Of course, if Carolyn doesn't win the game, I think that she would get it. Yeah. Carolyn deserves
1: all of our money, praise,
0: joy. Yeah. All right. That's it for Merge Madness Superlatives. What do we got next?
1: Okay, Isaac. You haven't eaten in 14 days.
0: Okay. I had a Snickers right before the podcast. You had a
1: Snickers right before the podcast. (laughs) You're not you when you're hungry. Have n't eaten in 14 days. You come to the tent. There's a feast in front of you. What is your survivor merge feast?
0: Mm. Free meditation. Okay, I have two answers. <laughs> My first answer is, if I'm thinking pure enjoyment in the moment, I think I would want like a breakfast. Like pancakes, French <laughs> toast, eggs, sausage, like biscuits
1: I bring the ihop truck around
0: <laughs> yeah just like yeah load ihop would be a great sponsor for a merge feast that would be perfect i would be all it i would be like such an ihop shill if they gave me like my little moment off the camera i'd be like i would just make things up i'd say i'd say i've been going to ihop since i was three years old i always my mom likes to spell out my name and whipped cream on my ihop pancakes like i would give them everything they wanted because that would be my ideal merge feast now the practical side of my brain, I think, is saying like pasta, like just like a carbo load situation, not too much mm-hmm. sugar. I don't think that would be too, too tough to digest. And I think it would keep me going the longest to finish out the rest of the game.
1: I think that's a great pick. That's what what I about
0: pick. you? Pasta? I want like
1: a New Jersey pizza shop, like eggplant parmesan in those little shiny tin containers with like the greasy white paper tops like just rip off a couple of those i want an eggplant parmesan i want a penne ala vodka i want a chicken parmesan maybe a sausage and broccoli rum <laughs> like give me a spread um and i'm drinking
0: water and am i
1: eating dessert i might want a little sweet treat a little something
0: a little sweet treat yeah you you've earned it by that point
1: yeah throw me a cannoli in there um what,
0: i have a follow-up which, question for you please yeah
1: There's always, like, a wine, a beer. After 14 days of dehydration, are you drinking it? (laughs) I always wonder this.
0: I mean, the X factor here is willpower. Like, Isaac, where he's sitting right now, well-fed and happy, no, I'm not grabbing a beer when I'm on Survivor. It just seems like self-sabotage. Like, that's not going to go your way. Having said that, sometimes merge feasts are about fitting in and being, like, cool and with the group. So maybe peer pressure would work on me and I would cave and have a Bud Light or whatever, whatever name brand beer that they throw my way. It would, I would be sorely tempted. What about you?
1: I think about this every time because I was like the dehydration, the sun. I was just like your stomachs. Like, are you going to be okay? I don't think I would do it. I don't think I would do it. I think my sweet little digestive system wouldn't allow me to both eat copious amounts of dairy which i just described in my previous answer and drink the wine
0: yeah yeah you know i can't i I'm, to be honest with you i'm still reeling for the fact that you named broccoli broccoli rob and and eggplant parmesan i i don't eat those foods under normal circumstances let alone on survivor in the hot feed Fijian <laughs> sun these are your, these are your, wow. I've just, oh my God. Wow. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I have no words.
1: And I a 10 toes down.
0: Okay. Respect. Got to back yourself. Okay. All right. That's our dream merge feast. Uh. Oh yeah. So ideal merge challenge team. So are you saying like here who you want on your side for the little Absolutely. they divided into two tribes divided
1: so. into two you get to draft you have a draft pick there's six of you so you get to draft five people for your team who are you picking
0: okay um and and you you've already seen the challenge which is like to me a very mm-hmm. physical challenge um if i if i'm aware of carson's puzzle, puzzle skills obviously i choose him but for the sake of the thought experiment i feel like i'm probably not um i think i'm choosing brandon i mean you got to get that ball above your head and i feel like brandon is the strongest guy out there brandon danny kane kane i think is just tall and he needs some height with this challenge um lauren franny matt that might have been six but i think those are among my my top my top choices how about those you are strong choices
1: i'm choosing carson for sure and keeping Franny and Matt together for like social purposes where I don't want them to have to go against each other should we lose and wow. have to end up being on a vote. I'm choosing Danny for sure for the ball reasons. And I'm choosing Carolyn. Carolyn's quite tall when you see her in the lineup. And there's been a lot of like jumping and grabbing and even to scale the wall. Like I think she's able to get up there because she's just quite long. Um, and so she's
0: on my dream team for sure. Okay, nice. Yeah, I haven't noticed Caroline's height. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out. Uh, Okay. All right, so this is the big finish, the grand finale. We are going to do power rankings for the 11 remaining contestants. I think we're going to go in descending order. So, starting with the 11th place player who we would deem most likely to go out next episode all the way down to final three and our winner. Before we jump in, uh, I've got a quick point system to explain and then some stakes that we're going to attach for this. Kayla, I realize I'm pitching this to you live on air. My thinking, and I did run this by my lovely wife, Nina, her thinking was to keep things like slightly simple. If you choose the exact place in which someone finishes, you get three points. If you are one place away you get two points. And if you are two places away, you get one point. Are you with me there?
1: Yeah. It's like within, within five, but like type rules. It's not within five, but that's where it's going.
0: Yeah. Right. You get the most points for getting spot on and some points if you're, if you're close. Sure. Okay. Uh, And then the stakes. So uh, we're going to do penalties for the loser of this challenge. Kayla, are you ready to hear what your punishment will be should you lose?
1: I'm ready to hear my stakes.
0: You will have no choice but to watch, start to finish, a Star Wars movie in honor of Kane. And, you know, I hope Kane wins the million dollars (laughs) just to really hammer home this for you. Um, And you can choose to start. Actually, Aaron can choose for you. What the uh, what, what, what movie of Star Wars that he feels is most emblematic of the series you have to watch?
1: <sighs> Approved.
0: Okay, excellent. I don't think you got a vote, but it's nice to know you approve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, do you want to hear your stakes? Please. Yours is actually a little treat, because I'm next. <laughs> okay. Is you have to watch all 10 episodes of World's Toughest Race... Eco challenge Fiji with Bear Gries.
0: <laughs> okay, I cannot believe how many times you have said Gries. Bear grills <laughs> I'm
1: it to troll you it was
0: <laughs> Bear grills Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes, Bear Grills, I'm all in. This sounds like a great series, and it's in Fiji and it's survivor adjacent, so I could see it like maybe not being the best. I did look at the Rotten Tomatoes score and it gets a forty-seven percent audience score. So we'll see. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll watch it while I'm on the little stationary bike or something. I'm, I'm in. I'm into it.
1: Great. Report on cool. it.
0: Let's, let's go to power rankings, I guess. So Kayla, we're going 11 to 1. Who is your <sighs> 11th place survivor?
1: My 11th place survivor is Heidi.
0: Wow. Okay. My 11th place is going to be Mr. Kane. You're voting
1: against the man that you're hoping wins just to drill in? Say more words.
0: I think that Brandon is going to come out swinging next week, trying to get Kane out and to sort of enforce his will. I think Carson is going to have no choice but to fold because he already sort of messed up in Brandon's eyes once by thinking that he's like too close to Kane. They also, in the next time on, sort of like heavily featured Kane running around and making Dungeons and Dragons analogies. So I feel like they're giving us like, you know, a little indication that he, look, I don't even know if I agree with my own take on this one. I, I thought you would be over the moon and like beside yourself. That was, no, I'm just
1: interested. I was, I was like, you seem yeah. to be throwing your, your main man out to dry. So I just had to call it out for the viewers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love this take, but I, I have to stick with what I wrote down before the pod. So, um, all right. So 10th place survivor, I guess we can do a little snake situation. I'll go first Great. this time. My tenth place is going to be Brandon.
1: Okay, close. Mine's Kane. (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) Wow. So you're besides yourself with surprise when I say Kane's eleventh, and then you throw him out as tenth. Okay, perfect.
1: Um, I'll go ahead. My next one's Brandon. So we're all in the same. Oh, okay. So
0: we've gotten Kane and Brandon out of the way. All right. Interesting. Um, my ninth place survivor is Jamie. Um. And part of it is because I think she just doesn't have the social acumen and we see what, how quickly that can catch up with you, with a player like Josh. Uh, also, I just can't stand the bings. So I just really, I want, I want the bings to go away. How about you? Who's your number nine?
1: My number nine is Jam Jam.
0: Oh no, I don't think really? He, I don't
1: think he's going to have the numbers. I... Don't think Jam Jam is set up for success on this particular tribe. I think in another season, in another world, Jam Jam can make it to the top. But the Dannys, the Heidys, like of this world, I don't think they're going to let him live too many more days.
0: Okay. I respect it. Poor Jam Jam. Number eight then. Um, Why don't we move? Okay. So number eight. Who did I have at number eight? I had Franny.
1: Okay. This is a big divergence.
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of suspect from this moment forward, you and I are not going to be on the same page. I think that the show, the, the notion that the showmans can stay under wraps with the cast is crazy. I just think that in in, in a still relatively high number situation, you're looking for easy votes where everyone can get on the same page. And I just think breaking up the couple, it, it's got to re- happen relatively early. And if you're breaking up the couple, you're voting out Franny because she's the bigger threat in the game okay that's lauren lauren oh no you love lauren but okay that's a no on lauren dang
1: i think the earliest ones the earliest little cuts we got of her people were like she's kind of doing a lot which we obviously know why they're saying that but i don't think she's gonna make it too far I don't know. Okay. Unless she starts winning those immunity challenges, that'll be the caveat I give myself. She could end up being a challenge beast, and we just don't know it yet. We haven't seen her shine.
0: That'd be cool to see. Okay, all right. Who's your number seven? Jamie. Okay, so I had Jamie at number nine. So we're not not too much daylight. Not there.
1: too far off.
0: My number seven is Danny. I think Hi. Danny. I think again, like. People vote out challenge threats, and I think Danny's gonna reveal himself to be a challenge threat. I think I'm at the part of my list, by the way, a little spoilers for the rest of my power rankings. I don't think Soka is actually gonna go the distance. I think that Soka has a lot of power players, and folks on Ratu and what's left of Tika are going to wise up to that and sort of turn the tide against Soka relatively early. Um, that's my thought, at least.
1: I'm going to be a big hater if I have to watch Star Wars and like, I'm completely wrong. So my next person is Matt. I actually think they leave Franny and take out Matt. Like I think Franny's here making some significant social relationships. And for that reason, she is the power player, but I think she'll have the cachet to go the distance and they'll take out Matt instead.
0: That's a good case. Yeah. I mean, she's done more to ingratiate herself with her fellow tribe mates than Matt. Okay. Number five, uh, number five, or no, sorry. Number six, we're on number six. I had Matt. So I'm not far behind you. I think, I think that I, I just think that Matt will start, his allies will start dropping and then he'll just be on the outs and he won't have built the social game to like kind of endure through that. Oh, so you've given maybe one more than me. Okay. So mine, oh, yeah. my, my number five is, uh, Lauren. Um, I think Lauren's going to sort of stay under the radar for a bit. And then I think that the old Tika Alliance, the Three Stooges, is at this point going to have cemented their control of the game, and Lauren will just be a casualty of that.
1: I'm into this outcome where the Three Stooges takes control of the game. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're right. Um, Okay, top four. Who's your fourth?
0: My fourth is kind of contradicting what i just said my fourth is carson Mm
1: -hmm. i think that the
0: three stooges are going to drive a lot of the game as like an undercover alliance but i think that jam jam and carolyn have the street smarts to realize that carson by this point might have built himself a very very good resume and they're gonna need to send him packing because they feel they maybe can't win against him now i say that if carson is in the four spot The fourth player actually isn't voted out, right? The fourth player loses in a fire-making contest. In a
1: fire-making contest.
0: So what I guess I'm really saying is that Carson is going to, he isn't going to earn himself a spot in the final three based on winning a challenge or being selected and brought along because he's going to be viewed as a threat. And then he's going to lose at fire.
1: And it would be heartbreaking. I also have Carson in four.
0: Wow. Similar I logic. I a
1: different way okay. that the final three tag up. Should we share our final threes all in one so that we yes. can talk about their relationships?
0: Yes, please. You go first. Okay.
1: So my final three is Carolyn, Franny, and Danny. So what I think happens is the Matt, Franny, we have a Matt, Franny, Carolyn, Carson moment. And then we have to break up the alliance. So Matt goes to the wayside. Franny and Carolyn, still pretty tight. Because I think she's kind of like one of the few people left who weren't originally on Tika. Who would like open her heart to Carolyn and be able to see that she's like just this really astute player. And I think Danny gets there kind of unfortunately on pure grit. um, Is not in this alliance. And uh, I hope the two ladies end up taking him out. But yeah, I guess I'm also saying... Carson
0: loses to fire. Okay. So you have Carolyn, Franny, Danny is your mm-hmm. final three. Okay, and two yeah. of those final three have uh hidden immunity idols, so it seems possible. Um they're in pretty good positions. Okay, my final three is Jam Jam, Heidi, and Carolyn. I think Heidi is the person Interesting is the I think Heidi is the person <laughs> that we have the most She's daylight a lost between. Person. I know she's your last. I think she's going to make it to final three. I think that what's going to happen is that Jam Jam and Carolyn are going to wake up to Carson being a threat after having driven the game with him secretly for a while. And then they're just going to bring someone along. And I think that the most likely people they would bring along would be Lauren or Heidi and I just sort of went with Heidi here. I feel like her, power, I feel like she could get along with Carolyn. She strikes me as like a good listener, and I feel like Carolyn needs a good listener. Um, so that's where I ended up. Um, and yeah, those are our our power rankings. So we'll keep folks updated at, at the end of each episode. I figure on what the standings are between Kayla and I, and whether I will have to watch Bear Grylls in Fiji or whether Kayla will have to watch Luke Skywalker in Star Wars.
1: Lord, I hope it's the, it's the first. All right, Isaac, take us
0: home. All right, folks, thanks for sticking with us for this extra long episode. We appreciate it always. Send us feedback at witoutplayoutpod at gmail.com. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcasting app. As always, the tribe has spoken, and so have we.